and uh, I want to read verses 28 through 30. Matthew, the 11th chapter. <clears throat> 28 through 30. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and I, I am meek and lowly at heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the day. I thank you for taking care of us, Lord, and I pray that you'll help me to preach this message this morning, Lord. I pray for Rhonda, Lord, and I pray that you'll see fit to take this away from her, Lord, this hurting in her back that she has. And Lord, I just pray that you'll watch over her. Lord, I pray for Brother Sam. Lord, he's always been dear to me. And Lord, I pray that you'll take care of him, Lord. Pray that this thing will come and go and be gone for long. Lord, I pray that you'll take care of us today. Pray that you'll watch over each and every one. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. <clears throat> title of my message this morning is Come, Take, and Learn. Come, Take, and Learn. Now, I've always heard this verses of scripture I read to you this morning. I've always heard that they were talking to lost people, but no, no, it's not talking to lost people. It's talking to saved people here. And, uh, We'll, we'll see what this, how this comes out in just a few minutes. Come, take, and learn. The invitation implies a deep, conscious desire to bless all who come to him. <clears throat> you know, I, I know we have to go to him to be saved. <clears throat> There's no doubt about that. We have to go to him to be saved. We have to go to him and ask him, salvation that he has and pray that he'll give it to us and, and he will and he does if we do that but I want to tell you there's another deeper thing here that that you we, 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 we don't stop ever calling and asking him to take care of us we don't ever stop that it just goes on and on he knows every need. He knows as no other can know. Jesus himself stated, All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father, where neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomever the Son will re reveal him. Matthew 12 and verse 27. God, Jesus knows the Father. We, we, know who the, we know who the Father is, but do, how, how well do we know him? Well, I would hope and pray that through the Lord Jesus Christ, we know him well. And that's the reason. One of the reasons he says in another part of the scripture, 
He says, if we pray in his name, talking about the name of Christ, then he'll give to us whatever we ask for. He'll open the door. He'll, he'll give to us whatever we ask for. And I, I know that uh, I've always ended my prayers in the fact that uh, in the name of Jesus. But the thing about it is, is you've got to go to somebody who knows the Father. And you've got to go to the Father who also knows the Son. And, uh, and the Son will reveal him to us, who he is. <clears throat> Why not go unto him? For he knows the Father, as the Father knows his, the Son. The Son invites us to rest. Oh, how we need that sometimes. Sometimes we need rest. Sometimes we need to just go to him. And just the day, the days are, I don't know. It's a, I've been kind of ill for a long time. But I'm not only talking with... Uh, talking to about myself but I was talking to someone yesterday they said they had this COVID rushed my while ago but they said they're short of breath and short of wind and, and um, not hardly able to do very long they said they can do some things but they have to sit down and rest and they're doing this with Casey Neil Neil's brother Casey. He said he he said they had it twice, and uh, he said they uh, said it's just it's a terrible thing. Just goes on and on. But the son invites us to rest. He says, "Come and rest." What a calling to rest with the son. That is rest from the guilt of sin. We know that. There's rest from the world. You ever, you ever get tired of what goes on in the world? I do. I get tired of what goes on in the world. I tell you, I don't know where we're headed. I don't, I don't know what's, what, what we're headed to. This president talks about Armageddon. I don't know what, how much he knows about Armageddon. I don't think he knows a lot about it. But I want to tell you, I've, I'm getting tired of it. What, you say, what are you going to do about it? That's what Rhonda always says. I said, Rhonda, I'm tired of that. She said, what are you going to do about it? I said, well, you know I can't do anything about it. All I can do is just accept it and go on. Hope and pray that everything goes well. But I tell you, there is one that invites us to come to him when we get like that. <coughs> There's rest from the guilt of sin. There's rest from the world. There's rest from the fear of hell. There's rest from the dread of divine judgment. Uh, I tell you, those things are things that we may think that we don't think about much, but we do. We think about them a lot. We, we think about judgment. I, I think about what's, what's it going to be like when uh, someday when I have to stand before him. I tell you, I don't know if I look forward to that day. 
and I have to stand before him and him judge me for my sins. My sins are great. I tell you, my sins are great. I'm like a man said several years ago. He said, I even sin in my dreams. Now think about that for a moment. He said, I sin in my dreams. Uh, we, we, we have rest from those things. It is free. We just need to go to him. It is free. This rest is a heavy burden one, whether we be whether they be saints or sinners. Now, there you go. Now, I'm not saying a sinner can't go to him because a sinner can go to him. One that's unsaved can go to him. We're all sinners. We, we, were, we were born into sin, and we'll be sinners until we leave this world. Like Brother David Collier put on, he put on Patty's grave stone, Sinner Saved by Grace. And he said, you'd be surprised that the people had called him and said, well, Patty wasn't a sinner. They said, yes, she was a sinner. She was a sinner saved by grace. <coughs> listen to his call. Sometimes we don't listen for his call. We, we just go out and do things on our own. Come unto me, he says. Does your heart feel heavy? Please. Take advantage of this pleasure that we have of going to him. Take advantage of this pleasure. You know, I've got I've got sickness, Rhonda not feeling well, and I, I tell you one thing, ever since she told me this morning that her back was hurting her, I went to the Lord in prayer right then. I'm still I'll be going to the Lord in prayer for her and Brother Sam and Others that I know of, every, every opportunity I have, go to him. Well, the second thing is a son invites us to serve. You know, how much is he paying? I don't mind serving him, but how much is he paying? He says, take my yoke upon you. You know, you know how heavy a yoke is? There used to be a yoke hanging in the barn where I grew up at. And uh, we, we grew up, we grew up, uh, my dad did a lot of farm tending. And I used to go with him. And, and I remember one time there was, I saw something hanging in the barn. And I asked my dad, I said, what is that? He said, that's a yoke. I said, what's a yoke? He said, well, he said, they put that around the oxen's neck so that he'll have to look down all the time. And, and as, long, as long as he has to look down, he'll work. But when he, when he gets a chance to look up, then he sees what's around him, and he'll take off. And you, you can't catch him. But that's the reason they put a yoke around oxen. It's because make them keep them keep their head down. They're heavy. This yet heavy. They keep their head down, and uh, Dad got that thing down, and he could barely lift it when he got back down on the ground. 
he barely lifted to get it back up there and hang it back up. He was showing it to me, teaching me what it was. He said, take my yoke up on you. Do you know what a yoke is? I just told you. Well, ask a team of oxen what a yoke is. They don't know what a yoke is. They don't know a yoke is not easy. It's not easy, you know. Uh, I know in the military they they did different things, but sometimes they would they would put stuff on you before they ever tell you what it's for. And uh, I remember they when we we got out of the school they had and and there's about twenty some of us and everybody but but one got the little patches, they gave me corporal stripes, which is a, which is a very rare, is a very rare thing nowadays. And I ask, uh, why, why'd you give me a corporal stripes? He said, well, that's combat stripes. I said, oh boy. He said, that's, he said, that's, that's combat. Well, ever, ever from then on, it's just everything had to do with combat. He says, take my yoke upon you. A team of oxen knows what it is. Christ took the weight of the yoke upon himself for us. I tell you, sin, sin will weight you down. You know, I, I think sometimes, sometimes when I think and my my shoulders and things are hurting me so bad that I can't hardly look up. <laughs> I, I don't need to. I don't need. To. Rhonda says, "Don't look that way." She says, "Perk up." She says, "Perk up. Put your put your shoulders straight up." I said, "Rhonda, I don't want to see what I see." And I put my shoulders straight up and look. We we sometimes the Lord, Lord took that burden for us. It was David who said, I will sing unto the Lord because he hath bountifully he has dealt bountifully with me. Psalms thirteen verse seven. I will sing unto the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. To take on to take this yoke means to means a life of entire submission to the Lord, will and way. That's all he says. He says, Come. He says, take it. You know, some didn't want to take the yoke of being in church today. I mean, I know I know we got sick people. There's some that should have been here that's not. Every service, I don't have a service here that there's some that should be here that's not. It's amazing. Didn't used to be like that, folks, I'm telling you. As I, you folks know, I've been doing this a long time. And I'm going to tell you, uh, when, when I was pastor, in Kentucky for nine years 
I would have the same amount of people on Sunday, same amount on Wednesday, same amount for revival services. They never did. They never did falter much. You had you had the same same amount. If, you know, if you had uh, you had fifty or sixty for Sunday. And you'd have 50 or 60 Sunday afternoon, Sunday night services. We had 7 o'clock service. I think they still have <coughs> there. Hamilton Road. And uh, we'd have the same amount. Wednesday night come, you'd have the same amount. Not like that anymore. Lord invites you to serve him. He doesn't beg with you. He just says, take ye my yoke upon you. To take on this yoke means to take a life of entire submission to the Lord's will and way. His yoke is easy to the willing mind. His burden is light to the loving heart. It's not hard to serve the Lord. Jesus thing there was to serve him. So some of you know that. Some of you know that well. You you you're here every time the doors open. And I'm thankful for those people. I'm thankful for them. I really am. I'm thankful for them. But I tell you, we've come to the point to where church is not very important to most people anymore. It's not very important. If we refuse this invitation, there will be, it'll be an eternal loss to us. But we're going to stand before the Lord someday. He offered it to us. We got to say, Lord, I'll take it, whatever. It was, well, I'm going to, this is my, maybe my last point here. I got something here. The Son invites us to learn. Learn of him. Learn why why we serve him. Learn why we called upon him originally to save our souls. Why did we do it? I didn't have no special reason. I didn't have no special reason. Yeah, I had sin, but in those days I didn't even know what sin was. I just did it. We were always like that. All of us like that. He invites us to learn of him. What does it mean to learn of him? He says, learn of me. To learn of Christ, we must live a life close to him. You're not going to learn of him if you don't if you don't live close to him. Well, you know what you're going to learn? You're going to learn what the world has for you. You're going, to, you're going to learn the world. You're going to learn what the world has. What does the world have for you? They have a lot. The world has a lot for us nowadays. I tell you, somebody said to me sometime back, they said, uh, why is it that people want to go places. I said, because they can afford it.
couldn't afford to go. Why, why is it they can afford to go? Because they put money ahead of the Lord. That's why they can afford to go. The lung of Christ is to live close to him. To get close to him is, is a willing to yoke your oneself to his, for his service. Determining your heart is, I'm going to serve the Lord. It doesn't make any difference. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. What the, what the Old Testament says. Old Testament says, me and my house will serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord and... and uh, I think a lot of us have determined that. It was the great apostle Paul who said, what will thou have me to do? He asked the Lord, said, what will thou have me to do? Lord, what, what do you want me to do? Have you, ever, have you ever said that to the Lord? Lord, what do you want me to do? We just go and do it. What do you want me to do? That's what that's what the Apostle Paul said. In Acts the ninth chapter and the sixth verse. He said, What will thou have me to do? Oh, there's an old testament prophet that didn't say that. He ran. He ran from it. When the Lord was about to send him to Nineveh, he ran from it. He ran. Ran away from it. Ran in the other direction. What is the Lord has you to do? It is a school of suffering and testimony for Christ that the deeper things of God is learned. If we are so ashamed of Christ and we don't want to keep company with him, then we will become very unlearned souls. We won't, we won't learn anything. Turn with me to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I've got several verses that I want to try to read to you. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I didn't mark it off, so I'll just turn it here. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I will begin reading in verse 17. Ephesians 4, verse 17. Here's what he says. He said, This I say, therefore, and testify in, in the Lord. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as others Gentiles, walk in the, in the vanity 
of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Don't follow the world who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all in uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him that the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and to renew in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true wholeness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak evil, speak, um, speak every man truth with his neighbor and we are members of one another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Oh, we open ourselves up every day to the devil. The devil just step in when, whenever he wants to. The devil's got the world. He's got the world where he wants them. He's got our, he's got our leaders where he wants them. We, we, we're the ones that got to sit back and we got to pray, pray our hearts out. Lord, change us. I know Brother Sam always prays for this country. He always prays for this world. Paul said here, don't follow after the ways of the Gentiles or they're alienated from God. They're ignorant. They're blind. Stay away from them. Don't follow after them. All right, y'all. Let's stand if you would.